This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. This is Podcast for Columbus, recording live from the Crew Cave in Southwest Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg, at Todd33, and with me is Dakota Stewart, at Coda Stewart. This would be the sixth episode of Season 3, but we're making some changes to the format. We've got some segment bumps and sound effects, uh, so be patient as we try to figure that out. At some point, we feel like we figured out the audio quality, but uh, we're working on that production for you. We're not seasoned veterans. Right. So, what we're going to do is we are going to actually call this Conversation 21 because over the course of the years, that's where we're at, and we feel like we're at a point where, hey, we're going to continue going on. We're 21. We're grown-ups. We can drink legally. (laughs) (laughs) So with that note, I'm excited to announce we're getting rid of the seasons because that was really annoying. Season 3, Episode 4, you know, that was annoying. So anyway, we are now going to call this Conversation 21. A, a podcast for Columbus on March 31st, 2019, and it's going to appropriately be called Bless the Rains. As we did yesterday, or last night. That's right. So, anywho, let's start this thing. Kick off. So this is a segment where we talk about the last game, which in this case happened to be the shellacking of Atlanta United 2 nothing last night on March 30th, 2019. At my Frey Stadium. How are you feeling about that game? I am dry. I am warm. So that's more than I can say last night. <laughs> about or More than I can say now than last night. Oh, so were you in like the president's box or something? <laughs> no, uh, we actually, uh, we went over to the stage to attempt to stay a little bit dry. Um, I wasn't feeling brave enough to stand in the Nordic like a normal Nordician, but we still ended up getting wet. But overall, not too bad. Can't complain. Well, some of your east side casuals went home during the weather delay, so wow. can't be too Sad. judgmental about that. Yeah. Um, so I did want to, before we get into our normal, let's talk about the opening lineups. Let's talk about that rain part of the game. Yeah. Um, it poured most of the day. Honestly, I was really surprised the pitch was even considered playable. Um, it was in really bad condition, but it was actually really, really fun to watch because there was you could only have a long ball game. I- I've never seen a game played like that in MLS. The only time I've ever seen like a uh, Apache or a, like a puddle pitch is in like South American soccer yeah. or like watching AFCON or something like that. Where it, I don't know, but I've I've never seen that live in person. That was definitely a first first time experience, and I'm glad that I yeah. went and like actually saw something like that. Yeah, and so the old school, what do you call it? The like. The European leagues, like if you look at old videos and old pictures, I mean, the pitch were like disgusting, <laughs> muddy messes. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then now you've got like your your rich teams like Man City crying during the FA Cup. Oh, we're gonna hurt our we're gonna hurt ourselves on these pitches. So, but honestly, though, like uh, it, obviously the pitch was not up to the standards that it normally is. But the only spots that I saw where it was like gathering a lot of water was down the sidelines and then a little bit. Um, in patches in the box, but like midfield, it looked fine. I'm I'm sure there were some spots here and there, but overall, I mean, the grounds crew did the best job that they could have done. Yeah, I was actually impressed with that too. I do remember that uh, Wes Applefeller when he was with us when he did the uh, where's he now? On, uh, in Texas. Oh, <laughs> when he did the MR Pod, um, I don't have a boo drop yet, or else I'd be playing that. But um, <laughs> at 
Mr. Pod when he did his his whatever you want to call it, interview, he was talking about how even though it's like old school stadium, how they have excellent drainage, which it did show up. So except for that spot in the front, but what made me think of it made me think of that October 2017 Michael Bradley being piggyback carried <laughs> over the rain, and that, that was, was embarrassing. I, it got some great traction, but I tweeted. Um, that good thing we didn't play Toronto FC or else they needed special transportation for Michael Bradley. <laughs> He's a special lad. Huh? Yeah, that's right. No, anyway, so I thought it was I thought it was really fun because it was a completely different game because it's only f- the fourth game of the season, right? Or fifth? That was the fifth. It's the fifth already. Yeah. Man, where's the time yeah. go? So time flies when you're having fun yes what i thought was really cool was um we haven't quite figured out what what porter ball is but it's definitely more attacking but there were a lot of times when we tried a long pass that would just stop dead but our player would be in the right spot to get that ball that was amazing so uh there were a couple times where i honestly believe this might be controversial but i think atlanta would have annihilated us i don't know if annihilated us but they would have won i feel like if it was in the dome um, in their in their climate controlled area because they were definitely having trouble um, before the and they were well they having trouble trying to figure out how to play in the rain first of all but before the weather delay they had I feel like they had twenty minutes of possession so I mean, yeah but I, so, so did we I mean we both played on the same pitch there's not uh, I I don't think it's rational to say oh Atlanta would have won. We we both went out there. Both of our squads were playing on the same turf uh, in puddles. Just our guys read the game better. They read the pitch better. I don't know if that's because they've been. I'm sure they've been warming up in this garbage yeah. weather all week. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I've seen a lot of people um, on Twitter talking about, oh, you know, Atlanta would have been better if if it would have been a, a different weather scenario or whatever. But honestly, our guys came out to play and we played our way and we ended up getting the points. So yeah, you take them as they come and. Uh, like even watching the rest of it on TV, we definitely di- uh, uh, dominated the rest of the game. It was just that 20 minutes before the weather delay. Yeah, I thought, yeah. man, if this was just a different day, a different place, we'd lose this. But, mm-hmm. but so I was pretty happy about that. Um, we got kind of the lucky break on the weather, which is the exact opposite of what most people would have thought. Right. So with that note, um, our starting lineups, we had your typical, there's a couple changes to our normal crew starting 11 up top of Zardes. We had Robinho, Iguain and Santos as your attacking mids. Hashtag never doubted. Um, <laughs> Trap and Artur in the attacking, I mean the holding mid. We had Francis, Williams, Mensa awful in the back, and Stefan in goal. So the only really major changes were uh, Sara was out um, for Williams. Yeah, so. uh, Sara, he had the stomach flu, so wasn't able to even be in the 18 for this game. Oh, okay, so is that, so I was wondering. I was just hoping it wasn't like some type of like potential worry of maybe the injury coming back. Oh or something no, like no, that. no. He's he's um he's fine, healthy. Um, other than the flu, but that, that's the only reason that he was out. He was just sick. Well, that's um, good. And yeah, then because Rubinho, I, I was actually surprised that Rubinho was starting this game. I was very happy. Um, not not that he played poor the last game, or or let me rephrase it. Everybody played poor last game, but um, it wasn't just on him, but. You know, uh, Merrim, he's coming off of uh, another Iraq win. He won uh, whichever competition they were playing in. I don't remember what the name of it was. But um, he was in great form with Iraq, so I thought that Caleb was going to give him the start for this game. Um, but didn't happen, so. Yeah, and Burhalter had a habit when Merrim came back from all the travel that he would sit 
the first game he came yeah. back anyways. Yeah. So I don't know if that was continued or maybe that's Miriam's preference, but I was actually fine because I thought Robinho was one of the best players and I, I thought he had the best game even considering the conditions. Yeah, he was great. Um, no complaints really from Robinho. Um, but but yeah, going back to Miriam, I don't know if that was just his preference, if if he was jet lagged or whatever. I know it's a super long um, super long trip from Iraq getting back to the States. Um, so I don't know if he was just recovering from that. Um, still wasn't fully fit to start in this especially in this game where it wears you down a lot running in yeah. puddles and <laughs> yeah he's not a 90 minute player anyway but um but what i like in a weird way i'm glad that sorrow just had a stomach flu because all i could think of watching out there is like somebody's going to get injured luckily mm-hmm. that with the exception of awful and I, I didn't i forgot to follow up today did did awful end up having more of extensive injury um, where he might be out some games, or is that just a cautionary sub? The only thing that I saw was after the game that he went to the hospital for oh. something with his face, but I, di- I didn't see any follow-up what exactly happened to him or his current status, but um, he did leave. I'm assuming he left during the delay. Right. Um, up until the 30th minute, he was playing, and then we had the storm delay. It was right before the delay. He and Mensa knocked. They knocked head somehow. Yeah. And that's... And he went off um, with a towel to his face, I'm assuming bleeding. So uh, at least it's not some sort of concussion-based type thing because I suppose if it's just the nose, that's not pleasant, but at least he can still play. Right. But hopefully we get an update on that one. But, yeah, I was pretty pleased that, that nobody got injured. The only other potential injury was when Gressel went sliding into the <laughs> advertising boards. Yeah, we were right in front of that or right behind it, um, I, I suppose, on the stage. But um, he flew and it. It, you, you could just hear it. It was just like a huge knock on the board. I'm like, oh my gosh, that had to kill, especially with the cold and the rain and everything. It was bad. Yeah, a little bit of a slip and slide out there. It was pretty fun. Um, so for Atlanta, um, they actually had quite a intimidating, I thought, front line. <laughs> I was with, so scared. Via <laughs> uh, Laba, Martinez, Ooh. and I say that way wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I say that? Well, the proper way in Argentine Spanish is Vichalva. Okay, that one. Uh, Martinez. <laughs> um, and then um, Barco. Is that correct? Barco? Yeah, that's right. right. Um, and then in the midfield, they had Nagby. Boo. Do I boo have a, no, I don't have a boo drop yet. Shoot. <laughs> um, Remedy and Gressel. And then back, Ambrose, Gonzalez, Perez, Robinson, and Escobar. Was he one of the Pablo Escobars? I don't know. They should make the movie Three Escobars. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> They should make the movie Three Williams about this game. They should. Mm. Uh, and then the goal was Brad Guzan, which I have to say, I don't know why Nordeka booed him every time he had the ball, but I loved it. I booed him. That was amazing. <laughs> like He deserved to be booed. Yeah, I, I was one of the but, fellow booers. Oh, I joined as well, but what was the reason? Was it men's national team? Was it just because he's a loser, or what is it? Uh, my personal reasoning for booing him was he was playing against the Columbus crew. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like nothing nothing personal or nothing regarded the national team, in my opinion. I just didn't want him to succeed yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and so then um, that's true. Guzan was wearing the captain's armband, which usually that's Michael Parkhurst wearing the armband. Yeah. And I believe this is the first game since he's been in Atlanta that he has not started as captain. Um, so... I try to look up anything on it on Twitter, on articles. The only thing I could find is that he, quote-unquote, struggled at practice. So is mm-hmm. this a, a new coach doesn't like him or something like that? It was really strange. I'm not sure if it would be that or if he had, like, a minor strain or knock or whatever in practice. But um, He was still on the bench, though. Yeah, he, he was on the bench. Didn't come on, but he was he traveled. Yeah, so I was kind of actually sad to see him because – to, to not see him because – 
I don't know why he didn't play as well for us as he did in the MLS Cup final. That still gets to me. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you not play that way for us? I know. The fact that he's lost four or five prior to should mean something. I don't want to talk about it. All right, moving on. I only talk about players on the roster. <laughs> so speaking of players on the roster, um, there were two goals, and they both came from the Columbus crew. And right off the bat, we had a great pass from Pipa to Rubinho. Rubinho made a shot slash cross, not sure what it was, but ended up getting saved and or deflected. And then Santos happened to be in the right place and right time and just slotted that bad boy home. That was awesome. Chef kiss. It was a chef kiss. Absolutely. It was like one of the best goals I've ever seen in my entire life. Never doubted, never doubted Pedro Santos would score. I think definitely this season, we're only five games in, but that was my most exciting goal. Um, I just, I lost it. It was, and it was in front of Nordeka too, because that was actually one of yeah. the things that annoyed me. Um, obviously, we lost the coin, ta- coin toss. I know we talked about it last week about the rule changes, how you can pick which side you attack, and et cetera. But I was like, man, I hate attacking Nordeka first. But interestingly, all we needed was those two goals in the first half. That there was you it. go. So, but yeah, I was super excited for him, and um, he, he was super excited also running over to Nordeka. You know, he was doing the heart shaped hands and everything. It was great. It was a good moment. So, super happy for Pedro. He was great yesterday, um, as he has been all season. So, did about 95% of Nordeka boo him and tell him to get lost and I don't give know. his DP contract back, or were they cheering for him because he scored? They were probably just revising his flops and everything from past games by the way flop count this game <laughs> zero i know I, I was i was watching that too but didn't <laughs> didn't see any that is true so then this game actually i would say it's almost like a hockey game because there were thirds yeah you had yeah. the 30 the 31 minutes um which like i said i feel like we were being dominated and then um i went home <laughs> what a loser i'd given platelets so i didn't want to get sick <laughs> and like have my platelets not be able to be used you know because then i'd have to report flu symptoms and stuff like that so that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it Save still a hero lives. that's right and uh so even watching that the between halftime i mean between whatever you want to call it between the weather delay and halftime i thought we looked pretty good yeah. the thing i thought was really weird was that during was that there's an announcement over the PA that severe weather has entered the area, and there's probably a good 10 seconds before the referee took the players off yeah, the field. Yeah, I don't, so I I don't think you heard it because being on the field, having rain splashing your face and players all around you, I I would assume that that's hard to see you or know, hard to hear. I do agree with that, but my thought would be, like, aren't the officials the one who would make that decision? Like, yeah. wouldn't they have, like, compact him and say, hey, you know, you didn't take the people off the field and then they announce it? But yeah, that was just kind of odd. And I didn't even see any lightning or hear any thunder, so I don't know. I did know not either. If it was a lightning delay or if it was just raining super hard that they couldn't continue playing because th- at that moment, it really started coming down. I think it was Don Garber, actually. I think Don <laughs> Garber, uh, he was like, you know what, we need a we need a breakup play in that game, which makes no sense because Atlanta, like I said, was was starting to dominate. But hey, whatever. Because just I wrote them down just to talk about their chances. So in the eighth minute, Gressel shot one just wide. When I watched the replay on TV, it was a lot wider than I thought it was live. Mm-hmm. But then the twentieth minute, Barco's free kick was really, really, really good. Yeah. And when you watch the replay, that ball actually moved a few inches before he kicked it. The wind blew it. I was so, terrified. Yes, Honestly, I was absolutely like, terrified as well. Looking at their lineup, they have such a strong attack. Luckily, they didn't do anything uh, to hurt us yesterday. But man, I, I just looking at that, what I, what I know that they're capable of, I was I was scared. Yeah, I was too. Um, I mean, and then you've got the World Beaters FCC who tied them one one. So I thought, oh man, you know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm in the twenty fourth minute. Uh, 
Stefan made a spectacular save low on the ground. That one, at least I got to be in the stadium. I got to watch that one yeah. happen. Because I remember watching it, it was like slow motion in my brain. I'm like, oh, man, he's got a wide open net. Yeah. And so being a Southampton fan, um, the goalkeeper that we had, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. This I have is because you're a Chelsea fan. I have a picture with you. I forgot your Quick, name. Who's Chelsea's goalkeeper? Uh, Courtois. <laughs> Oh jeez. Okay, back back to the crew. <laughs> yeah. So anywho, um, that's gonna drive me nuts. I'm really sorry, man. He was a scary looking guy too. Anyways, the goalkeeper, he, any you could score on him every single time by kicking the ball low, and he would dive across and miss it every single time. But I don't even know how Stefan reacted to that play. Literally, all of a sudden, I, have no idea. I, I literally looked up at the oh great, it's a goal, and then I saw. Um, Stefan's hand on the ball. If I didn't even see Stefan move. If it would have been any other goalkeeper except for the greatest goalkeeper in America, it would have been a goal. I feel like he got vibed into that spot, but that was an incredible save. Definitely kept us in the game. Um, and then, like, I thought at that point, honestly, it could have been 3 1. Then we had the weather delay, came back, immediate sub. Jimenez was on for awful. Um, yeah, as, as we talked about, um, Harry didn't even make it back after the delay. So yeah. uh, Jimenez started. Or came in in his spot at the 30th minute. And then the ref, for some reason, gave an immediate yellow card to Nagby, which, again, I'm not complaining about, but like he let everything go in the first 30 minutes, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to assert control. It made no sense, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, and then we had another awesome team goal that started with a spectacular pass from Pipa. He made two great plays in the game, and they both led, led to goals. Those are the only two good plays he made the whole game. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> eh. uh, we'll and... Uh, uh, it went to Robinho, and this time Robinho actually made a pass. That was a very Berhalter-esque goal, just mm -hmm. across across the box. Zardes actually connected, and the ball went in the net, and yep. that was also very awesome to watch. One-time finish from Jacinu. That's right. You love to see it. You did. It, that I was did right. love to see it. Uh, we were um, on the stage like exactly in the middle because we got there kind of early just to get a good spot, and I, I don't know. I was expecting a lot more people to be on the stage just to try to get out of the weather, but um, we were right behind the goal, and man just watching Jesse fly in and get that goal it was so amazing yeah i agree um even though i watched it on tv it was still awesome on tv <laughs> so then we move on to the second half there were no goals but the pitch was definitely in worse condition yeah um so that was actually pretty pretty spectacularly entertaining to watch yeah this was the rainiest game i've ever been to like we've had rainy games before obviously but it's always stopped at one point this is the only game that I've ever been to that I can remember where it's rained the entire time. Yeah, that's true. It was by far the rainiest, even the first 30 minutes I was there. And the fun part was I actually didn't get that soaked until that right before the delay when it just started pouring. Like yeah. it felt like ice. Then all of a sudden I was soaked. Everything, my program was soaked. Everything about me was soaked. Um, and then in the second half, again, I don't know what the weather was like, props to the people who stayed out there, but I was not one of them. Um, uh, referee awarded a penalty kick in the 57th minute. To be honest, watching it on TV, I thought, oh, Jazzy, that's a foul. <laughs> so I thought Jazzy fouled the player, and I still think that even watching the replay a few times, I don't I, think that was a penalty. Yeah, I don't think it was a penalty. By any stretch either. of imagination. It but, was soft. But, hey, we took it. And I, I think, in my opinion, I think, People should never, ever, ever, ever take a penalty kick again. No, he can take penalty kicks, but he can't do it on the south end. He's He himself knows that he can't make penalties in that end. 
He's awful at penalty kicks. <coughs> but anyways, of course, Guzan saved it. So Guzan actually made one lousy good play. Loser. Still sucks. So, but it didn't matter. We didn't need that goal. I thought, well, if the other team scores immediately, people, then they're going to come back into it. People are just so humble that he didn't want to crush Atlanta that bad. He's like, oh, we're up two goals already. Oh, is that we're, what We're going to get the win. We're going to get against the points. Montreal, he was so humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Moving the funny on. thing is Kai scored a penalty yesterday against I know. <laughs> I had that in the MLS pop too. I was like, oh, well, at least Kai <laughs> scored his penalty. Oh, man. And then in the 64th minute, where, which would have been right in front of where I would have sat if I was at the game, Ambrose got a yellow card for a tackle on, I think it was Artur, which honestly should have been a straight red card. I watched that multiple times. The guy came, um, Ambrose came flying in with both legs. Now, he didn't have studs up, but that was just one of those with the conditions. He should have never, ever made that tackle, and I right. really think he should have gotten a red card. Uh, we already talked about, uh, let's talk about the substitutions. We already talked about the Jimenez sub. Yeah. And um, then, um, 70, Clark came in for Pipa. Yeah, 72nd um, minute, um, Ricardo Clark came in for Pipa. Was that just in case they needed to take another penalty? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, people, when he was leaving the field, he kind of had a limp to his step. So I don't know if he That's took true. a knock or if he, he pulled something or whatever. Actually, the app, if you look at the app, the app did say, um, parentheses, injury. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what happened with that. I I would assume it's more precautionary. He walked off the field fine by himself. Um, so hopefully he's fine. Um, we'll just have to follow up later this week when they uh, have interviews and practice and whatnot. And then Hope he's um, feeling good. Yeah. And then our final substitution, we did make all three subs. Um, 80th minute, Pedro came out and Justin Miram came in. Um, good moment for Pedro. I mean, he got his recognition. Cloud got two applaud for him for his performance this game and um, getting the goal. Um, I was happy with all, all of our subs. I think that was fine. I was going to ask what your take on that was, was uh, whether that was like a crowd being able to cheer for him. I, I think partially, yeah. And uh, I mean, all the guys were exhausted by the end of the game. That's true. Um, so I, I just fresh legs, get Justin on there, maybe help out on defense because Atlanta was obviously trying to score more goals. But um I was happy. Were they? They weren't very successful. <laughs> they were tried, but did not succeed. Do you really care about Atlanta subs? We had in the 53rd, Carlton came on for Escobar. Uh, the only dun, thing dun, that dun, I'll dun. say is Brexha is disgusting. <laughs> um, he came on. It was gross <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I knew I saved that for you. But yeah, the 63rd, <laughs> Williams came on. So that was my little joke was that we had Williams defending Williams. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that was a... Never mind. Um, and then the 81st minute, Shea came on for Martinez, and he tried to chip Zach. And since I was watching that one on TV, um, I don't know how. It's beyond me how Carlton was the Atlanta player, did not rebound that in. I, I was watching it. like yeah. It was right there for him, and he literally just like watched the ball go by him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, we were right behind the goal for that play. It was... Um I don't even know what happened. Like all he had to do is put a foot on it yeah. in the right direction, or even the head. Like it yeah, was something. diving, you know. But um, he was he was marked really well. Um, the defender was right on him, so I don't know if he just wasn't able to get all the way on the ball. But um, good for our guys. I I don't remember who exactly was um who was on him for that play. It was either it was either Jonathan or Waylon. I don't remember. But um, but yeah, we we, we did good throughout the whole yeah. game. I think you know, got the clean sheet. Up two goals on the reigning champs. MLS Cup curse is still alive. So <laughs> take that as you will. Yeah. And 
it would be sweet though to have gold. I was just thinking how sweet it would be to have gold on our jerseys. Oh, oh I man. love it. Like those Atlanta golds. Mm. Uh, anyways, some random thoughts on the game. I'll let you share about uh, uh, Bendick since I didn't get to see it, but it was pretty cool that Porter yeah. went over to clap the fans. Um, none of the players did. I, obviously, you can't hold that against them because, like, man, I couldn't imagine playing out yeah. there for 90 minutes. They wanted to get the heck out of there. Yeah, final whistle blew. P- players from both teams just ran straight into the locker room. I mean, they were they were clapping the uh, the crowd, all the um, all the people that stayed uh, for the whole game, um, clapping us out as they were going back into the locker room. But uh, Bendik, he was um, he came over. He was uh, running across the stage or in front of the stage over to Nordek, and he just did like a belly flop and slid about like fifteen feet. <laughs> He did it. I just wish I could have seen that. I hope somebody got pictures of that. He did it a couple times. I think he did like three slides or whatever. And then uh, Caleb, he ran all the way over to Nordek, you know, give the crowd uh, a round of a hand or a round of hand for sticking it out. But it was an awful, awful um, climate yesterday. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, major props to everybody who, who stuck it out and watched our team beat the champs. Yes, sir. And by the way, the goalkeeper's name was Fraser Forster. <laughs> I, I didn't remember. Oh yeah, that. all the all the way back to that. <laughs> but yeah, I was just we were talking about Bendik. I don't know, whatever. It was a little bit of a squirrel moment there, I guess. But uh, but yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, looking at a couple stats for this game, um, Atlanta had sixteen total shots, only five on goal. Uh, crew had eight shots with three on goal, and Atlanta had a little bit more possession, fifty four percent. Us with forty six. Oh, um, just a little bit more. But yeah, I mean. Overall, I'm super happy with this result. Um, honestly, I would even be happy with the tie with this game, given all the circumstances, weather and everything. Um, but we did get the points. Our guys went out. Um, you know, they were motivated after last week's loss. Um, so so they just came out and gave the home crowd a show, and I'm, I'm super pumped. I thought they did great. Do you know if they have on the app? I'm looking at the app real quick. If they had, I'm just curious um, on the stats, if they break it down by – Break possession down by periods of game. Um, I think they do. I'm Should have done to this before. That. Yeah, I don't see where I was. I was just curious what it would be per half, because um, like I said, I feel like we we're more solid in the second half. Yeah. Um, I did want to just for referee talk. Um, this is Joe Dickinson was the ref. This is his twelfth MLS match. Um, he previously had forty six yellows, two straight reds, and three penalties. Um, I thought he overall did a solid job, especially considering the weather. I like that we have all these younger refs. I got annoyed at first at why they keep giving these younger refs to the crew. It's not right. But looking at the roster, it looks like they're actually using new refs. And they're actually fit refs. They a lot don't of, look like me. Yeah, a lot of the new refs are coming up. They were USL refs from, yeah. from what I've noticed. Um, so, I mean, that's good. Um, get new faces in MLS. Yeah, um, get Toledo, Chapman, Marufo, Gantar, Petrescu, all those old farts. Get them to retire. Please. Um, and then the, the young guys, they're actually fit and they can run around. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say before we move on to our rankings is that in the 26th minute, I get, did get to see this live. It was the silliest offsides I've ever seen in my entire life, which was, I believe, it was right in front of Nordeka. Which No, it was. It wasn't. It was the. Yeah, it was. No, because. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was on the other end. But um, Atlanta was taking a corner and um, Gressel took the corner. And then he passed it to Barco. Barco passed it back to Gressel after Gressel hadn't even moved. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was the funniest offside I've ever seen in my entire life. I think that's that the one awesome. where, um, I don't I don't remember if it was that incident, but um, 
there was one incident where uh, Atlanta lost possession in that area. I think this is it. But uh, Joseph Martinez, he picked up the ball and just like slammed it into Zach's chest. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see that you one. You didn't see that? No. But yeah, I thought that was just a punk move. Like, <laughs> It was pretty punk. There was a beginning, at the very beginning of the game, um, there was a, a play when they attacked. Um, and I think the ref got a little weak on it, but he actually called a foul. I forgot who our player was, but um, it was Martinez. And Martina scooped up the ball, and I thought, oh, that's a handball. Like, mm. that's our ball. But the ref ended up calling a foul the other way, like five seconds later. I'm like, oh, weak oh, move. Dumb. He didn't want to actually, he didn't want to have to <laughs> right. do anything about that handball. Well, anyways, let's move on to our next segment. Starting 11. So, this is a segment where we rate your starting 11, because as you know, we don't rate substitutes. So, that means poor Jimenez, even though he played a lot of time, isn't going to get a rating, yeah, at least from me. That's what I was going to say. I mean, we kind of have to rate Jimenez because he played a 60 minute. No, I feel like we need to stick to our rules. <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but I'll just go, I'll kind of start at the top and go back. But starting with Zardes, um, he ended up with a goal. He had at least, but it. The part that I watched the first 30 minutes live, there were many, many times where he could not get control of the ball. And I don't know if that mm -hmm. was the weather or what. And he had like poor first touches. Yeah, I, I would assume it's weather related. Yeah, but because of that, and he did end up getting a goal. He had a six until his goal, but I gave him a seven. Um, I, I don't know if it's just I'm on a crew high right now, but I have pretty high rating for this game. Um, I gave Jossie a nine. Um, he got the goal. Um, it wasn't... Um, a game-winning goal because I guess Pedro got the game-winning goal. But anyway, That's uh, true. got the goal. Um, he had a couple other chances. He was in the box being a threat as always. Um, I think he had a pretty good game given all circumstances. I was happy with his performance. Alrighty, and moving on to the attackers, Robinho, I thought he was dangerous in good positions, made some great tackles, um, had several passes and shots that led directly to, well, two, <laughs> not several, two passes slash shots that went to goals and i feel like there's at least a couple points where he could have scored for himself um mm -hmm. there was yeah, that he, one he hit the post one time yeah there was that one in the second half where he whiffed on the first shot hit the post but that you know get a little more nerves out still some roof for improvement i thought he did well but i give him an eight um i give him a nine uh, again with all circumstances weather and everything um he was great on the pitch um especially being on the sidelines where there was a lot of water um, just sitting water. Um, I think he had a, a great game. It was definitely an uh, improvement from last game. Um, Caleb did well getting in his head and getting him prepared for uh, this this particular match against a tougher opponent, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, he got an assist. He was great. I, I was very happy. All righty. And Santos, I have a feeling that oh I boy. know what you're going to give him because the score I gave him is probably lower than your score, but he scored a goal, never doubted, hashtag never doubted. He looked very dangerous. I counted zero dives. He gets a nine from me. Um, I give Pedro a 10, man of the match. There we go, there man, we go. Man of the match, in my opinion, for this game. Um, he, everything that he did yesterday, I was impressed with. Um, did you see the one? I don't know if it was uh, in the second half or if it, if it was before the delay, but um, he was running down the sideline, and instead of keeping the ball on the ground like in puddles, he just dribbled it, or like he he was keeping it up with his feet. Yeah, I didn't see that live, but I definitely saw the gif going that around this morning. That so was so amazing. Awesome. I was so impressed with that, and like if that would have been any other player, big name player in MLS, we would have seen it like 500 times by now. And you know what crew fans are going to say is, well, he fell at the end of it, so it's yeah. not that impressive. Um, but I saw him 
I didn't know that he dribbled that way, but I saw him running towards Nordaka from behind, and then he fell with the. I don't remember if this contact or trip over the ball or whatever as he fell. Yeah, I did not know until I saw the gift this morning that he was doing those funky things. Yeah, which is it was awesome. so amazing. I, I loved seeing that, and then obviously the goal. Uh, super hyped for that. Um, it was a great goal. Um, good for him to get his first MLS goal this season. Um, so super happy for him. All right, I think we're going to differ on this next one too. But Pipa. Um, I honestly feel like I'm being generous to Pipa because his only two good plays the entire game were led to goals, so I have to give him a score. He botched the PK. It was dreadful. And there was at least one spot in the first 30 minutes where it was kind of like the Atlanta goal we talked about with Breck Shea. There was a ball that came right to him, and he just like he's like, yeah, whatever. I have no interest in making an effort for that ball. So he gets a 7, which I feel like is generous. I gave him an 8. Um, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm just super happy with this uh, with this win, but um, yeah, I think this season, <laughs> I think this season he's uh, playing a more reserved role. Like we don't really see him going into the box as much from uh, from this game, especially. Um, but I I still think he had good play. Um, he he had a couple good passes. Again, the passes that you had mentioned. But I mean, I mean those two were killer passes. It, it was an above average performance. It, in these conditions against a super tough opponent. So I I don't have anything to complain about, honestly. I know that we talk about how dumb secondary assists are, but honestly, if Robinho, that was actually a pass from Robinho to Santos to score, I think people would have gotten a secondary assist on that. Because Robinho did not get the assist well, for it because it ended up being um, deflected by a defender, so he didn't get an assist. It was pan- Santos went on the, on the score sheet as an unassisted goal. Yeah, because... The pass, honestly, it was going into Jossie. Jossie was making his run in right in front of goal, and it took a deflection. I don't know right. if it deflected off, off of Jossie or, or the defender. But anyway, it fell right in front of Pedro, and he he was actually running the opposite direction had to jump back real quick and ended up getting the goal. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't think that pass was intended for Pedro on that play. Yeah, so that was still pretty cool, though, that, that people did lead to those. Um, so Trap, I, I actually thought, Especially under the conditions, um, I, I for whatever reason I actually saw more connected passes than usual, and I didn't yeah. see too many giveaways from him. So Trap got an eight from me for this game. Um, I also gave him an eight above average performance given all circumstances. Um, he, he he was really good. And I feel the same way about Artur, the, um, his partner. Um, I have to be generous under the conditions um, and not conceding. So I gave Artur an eight. Yeah, I gave him an eight as well. I think Trap and Artur they paired up really well yesterday, um, along with the rest of the team. I was very impressed that's right and then francis nothing stood out bad or good about him to be honest so i just went with the average seven for francis but he did get the shutout so that might be a little harsh yeah um i gave waylon a nine um sorry waylon <laughs> I, I was watching him a lot um i think he did really well uh controlling the pace and uh, you know keeping keeping an eye on the ball in those tough positions on the sideline, um, I think he judged the game really well, and you know, really read read the game, especially uh, reading the pitch and everything. But um, Barco and uh, I'll, I'll do the English version, Bialba. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think he he controlled both of them well um, when whenever they were um, coming against him. Uh, those are two very uh, very tough opponents to to defend against and I think he did an excellent job well good so um, the question will shift from why does Greg Berhalter hate Waylon Francis to why does Tarek 33 hate <laughs> Waylon Francis I'm sorry <laughs> Williams 
This is a tough one for me because we got the shutout, but he looked dreadful out there. And I think it's because of how awesome Sorrow has been all season. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, I know I, I can't believe it's been on a shutout. And some of the choppy passes that he made and the times he missed the ball, he gets a six. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I gave him an eight. I think he I think he played well. I didn't say anything that really scared me. I didn't uh, I didn't see him lose his man very he much. He terrified me. In the 30 minutes I was sitting there watching him like he terrified me the whole game cuz the guy who sits next to me on my right, he, he's a huge huge Williams fan. So he used to rib me all the time when Finley did something wrong. So I rib him every time Williams does something <laughs> right. bad. So uh, so it just stuck out to me last night like how much of a drop off he is from Sorrow. Yeah, I mean Obviously, he's not our uh, one of the top two starting center backs that we have, but I, I still think he had a, a great game yesterday against tough opponents. All right, and then his partner, Mensa, um, I feel like he had to bail out Williams a lot, so I gave Mensa eight eight great job on the um, on the shutout. Um, yeah, I gave Mensa a nine for this game. Um, th- thought he did very, very well. I didn't see anything that stuck out as bad. Um, yeah, great. All right, and then awful. We only got thirty minutes of him, so I just give him an average seven. Nothing stuck out to me as awesome. Nothing stuck out to me as dangerous. So yeah, average seven. Um, I, I gave him a seven as well. Um, he did help for thirty minutes to keep the clean sheet. Um, didn't play more than thirty minutes, so can't really judge him too much. But I think the the minutes that we did see him, he he was fine. All right, and then to our goalkeeper, Stefan, um, the dispatch reporter tweeted, I hope he never leaves, but I'm not sure if he understands <laughs> that he is leaving. Um, but four saves in those conditions, that one Superman save I already mentioned, and a shutout, yeah. gets a 10. Yeah. Um, normally, I don't do this. I normally just give the 10 to the man of the match, but, right. I mean, he was amazing. Um, gets a 10 for me. Perfect performance. Couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, and if you want, I mean, I know typically I have no rating for Jimenez because, to be honest, I didn't even realize he was playing until I looked at the <laughs> – this morning when I looked at the breakdown, I was like, oh, he got subbed at the after the um, the severe weather alert. So um, um, I have no rating for him. I, I did give Jimenez an 8 for this game. I think he's doing very well. Um, all the minutes that he's getting this year so far, he's impressed me. Um, I, I like what he's, what he's doing more in Caleb's system. I think he's more useful if that's – uh, the right adjective for this, but um, but yeah, I I think he did a great job yesterday. Yeah, overall, um, I think so too. And it is kind of odd as I think about the scoring that I give Stefan a ten and Santos a nine when I think Santos is man of the match. So I might have to rethink the way that I do scoring because um, imagine not voting for Santos as man of the match. I know I did on Twitter. I did as well. But hashtag never doubted. Zach uh, Zach did win that poll from the crew. Also deserve. Maybe they can have co-man of the match. <laughs> at least we won so hashtag men of the match well now we have two very short segments that hopefully in the future that they're going to be a little bit longer of segments so um it is our hydration break crew in the news yeah there's not all that much going on except for we know that canali is at in the 11 and he played a full 90 last night yes did play a full 90 um in the did get the win, got the clean sheet. I didn't watch the game. Um, I really don't know how Cronale performed, but, I mean, hey, starting center back, gets a clean sheet on his debut. That's great. Yeah, I have to remember to look it up, too, because uh, I know that ESPN Plus, you can sometimes watch USL games, so I have no idea if that one was even available, but uh, I should have checked into that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was the same time as the crew game anyway, but uh, regardless. Um, and then 
just one other thing to know. I know he's not currently on the roster, but um, the Brazilian midfielder that we did get, I think we got him in the draft. Um, name is Rafael Menzingen. Probably oh, he has two names? Most Brazilian soccer players only have one name. That's yeah, interesting. We'll just call him Rafael. Um, anyway, he's with uh, Lansing Ignite, I think. Is there something like that? Anyway, uh, he subbed on in the 85th. Just note that he played. Um, he's been talked up quite a bit um, in the USL, anyway, um, as being a good player. So just something to keep in the back of mind. I mean, uh, he, he's a young guy. Maybe if Trap does leave this summer, as it has been talked about, uh, maybe this guy can come in next year and give us a little boost. Or maybe we can um, start Argudo. That'd be pretty sweet. Or maybe we can get a different starting uh, starting center mid that can help us to find MLS Cup. Yeah, we need to get some attacking midfielders as well to help us with MLS Cup. Agreed. But yeah, so that concludes that segment. And so we'll just have... Listener questions at halftime. And unfortunately, we only have one listener question, and it comes from Solana Max, who says, why does Michael Rache hate goldfinches? <laughs> um, first of all, wrong podcast. We talk about soccer on this podcast. Second of all, Michael Rache is an editorialist, and it's his job to hate everything. So I guess that's the only answer I can come up with. Do you want to try to answer that question? I have no comment. <laughs> Don't forget to use that hashtag AskP4C, um, and we'll try to answer your questions. By the way, like we said, our podcast comes out at the end of Sunday, beginning of Monday, which is way, way, way before the non-soccer podcasts come out. So um, <laughs> we'll get your questions answered first, and maybe we'll get some attribution when uh, people use what we say. For sure. Final whistle. So we are nearing the end of our podcast, and... Uh, this is the segment where we discuss the upcoming match, um, where we play the New England Revolution again. It's our sixth game, and yeah. we're playing them again. Um, so it's again at home, um, uh, two games in a row at home um, in notoriously crappy weather parts. So again, I'm hoping that next year we actually fight for good home games. Um, hopefully the weather's nicer, but I don't think it's possible for the weather to not be as nice. <laughs> Anything so. is going to be better than it was last night. <laughs> so, But yeah, anyway, um, game is upcoming this Saturday. Um, it was originally scheduled for Sunday the 7th, but I don't know when it changed, but it is going to be Saturday, April 6th at 7.30 p.m. So make sure you're there. Bring a friend. Bring a, a stranger. Make them a friend. I don't know. Just get someone to the game. Um, last three games, we've already covered this in a earlier episode, but uh, we did play them just a couple weeks ago. We won 2-0 to zero at the Revs. Um, prior to that, last year, again, the crew won 1-0, to zero, and we had another game where we tied 2-2. Two to two. Um, So last three games, we have not lost. Um, hopefully we can take in that momentum from this win this week and carry it into next week and get another win. Um Revs did win this weekend, um, so... Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it had to come. They have been terrible up until now, but... Yes, that's true. So they did get their win out of the way, but they beat my Loons, which I never, ever <laughs> like Eastern Conference team getting points from Western Conference teams. Yeah, I was I was rooting for Minnesota just for yeah. Eastern points. Yeah, so um, that was disappointing um, that they lost. But yeah, um, <laughs> anyway, 
all-time record as of now with our win uh, a couple weeks ago crew is up 37 wins all time 18 draws and 27 losses so we've got a better record against them and then um i was just looking for something interesting to say since we pretty much covered all of the revs talk a couple weeks ago but yeah um, average age for the roster the revs have a younger team at 25 years 25.8 years where the crew has 26.9 so so if Pipa would retire <laughs> then we'd be like 24 Ricardo or something Clark like is the oldest guy. oh that's true that's right that's right but um but yeah crew has uh five games played we have 10 points um we have six goals four four against so we have a plus two goal differential uh New England Revolution, they have played five games. They only have four points getting their first win last night against uh, the Loons. They are negative four goal differential, five goals, four, nine against. So so who's sitting at the top of the East right now? Top of the East. We are top of the, the East. Columbus Crew. We are top of the ten East. Ten points. We're sitting clear top of the East with ten points. The only possibility is if uh, DC wins today, they'll take the lead because they have a plus seven goal def- differential. We only have a plus two. Um, but you've got TFC in second at, with nine points. DC currently has seven. Philly with seven. We'll talk about them later. I don't know what in the world. I mean, they were horrible, but apparently yeah, I don't know. they're able to beat FCC. Um, FCC is at seven points with a zero goal differential. Montreal has six points. Orlando has five. Red Bulls have four, which that one still is weird to me. Yeah. The Fire have four. The Revs have four. NYCFC not doing great in Yankee Stadium. They They're have three. Really surprising me. I don't know how they are so bad, honestly. Ooh, that's a good sound effect. <laughs> um, yeah, they are bad like the dogs. Um, and then Atlanta with two points. That's the one that still blows me away. I know there's that curse of you know the team that won it last year, but yeah. they are bad. Like they really are, honestly. And it's I love it. It is pretty awesome. But um, yeah. Goal leaders for the crew. Jossie has three goals. Uh, goal leader for the Revs. It's uh, Carlos Gill. Uh, he also has three goals. And which two player? Which two? Which player? Sorry. Which players on the crew have two goals? Um, Gaston Saugo. And who has one goal? Pedro Santos. That's right. Freaking so legend. He's number three <laughs> goal scorer on the crew thus far. But. I love Pedro. Always have, always will. Never doubted. Hashtag never doubted. Uh, Pedro is assist, or he's leading in assists with two assists this year. Unbelievable. So unselfish. I just, it's incredible how unselfish he is. He could have scored so many more goals, but he just tries to boost his teammates. Yep. He tries to pass. It's not his fault that the teammates screwed up. (laughs) And then uh, the Revs assist leader, he only has one, um, Antonio Milner. How many goals does Fagundes have? Goose egg. Yeah. And then um, just. To note, as of now, the weather looks 100% better than it was yesterday. Currently, uh, it looks like there's going to be a high of 61, partly cloudy. Um, so it'll be great. I don't know if we should predict the weather six days before because it'll change six days this week. So. I mean, yeah, it, it's central Ohio. But just to make note, it's probably not going to rain. So <laughs> it'll be a little more comfortable than it was this week. True. Did you want to make any predictions with lineups? I'm really, really bad at this. I think it's good. Robinho's going to stay. I think Sarah will be back. Um, I think it'll be our normal. Yeah. Four, two, three, one. Um, depending on what happens with awful the severity of his injury that we are not informed about at this time, I would assume the only other change is going to be that Gaston is healthy, um, gets over his illness that he's dealing with right now. Um, I would assume he's going to start alongside Jonathan Mensa. And I think, yeah, Romero, I, I don't think you bench him after the performance that he put out 
last night. So the only change that I see upcoming is just Sorrow getting back in the 11. Yeah. So uh, moving on to score predictions. So that game was a 2-0 win. Um, last week I predicted a 2-1 loss, which was far, far, far from the truth. Cam predicted a 3-0 loss, which was far, far, far from the truth. And Dakota and what? predicted... Um, and what? All right, and moving on to the next segment. Uh, he <laughs> predicted a one nothing win. And what I think is Thank if you, you continue to predict wins every single week... Thank you. Every single week that you'll just... You'll have the number of points at I the end of the game. I just have so much faith in this team. <laughs> we should never lose a game because we're just so good. Well, what I hope, to be honest, um, what I'm hoping is somebody eventually gets the score right because right now Coda has three points in the lead. Hey, I almost got it right. I was, That's true. I was You're close. Jossie just he had to ruin it. Thanks, Jossie. Uh, unbelievable. Jossie, I know you're listening See, people to tried this. to help you out, but he forgot we already had two goals. I know. Wow. <laughs> That's the nice friendship there. And then uh, Cam has zero points, and I'm in the middle with one point. So hopefully eventually we make this point a little more exciting. But um, I've got a good prediction this week. You do? I do. Um, so I'm excited. Some podcasts have this rule where you're not allowed to have the same score as the other team, but I'm feeling so, so good about this that I am predicting a 3 nothing win. Oh, you copied. <laughs> I actually didn't know, but that's yeah. why I was like, I wanted to go first. Um. I, I think we're going to score three as well. I think that we can get a clean sheet. New England, honestly, is not that good. Uh, we've already played them, got a clean sheet against them at their own house. Um, so it's their turn. They're coming to our home. we got to defend the fortress. We have a great home record um, going back several games, even into last year. I think the last time that we lost at home, knock on wood, was in June of 2018. So, I mean... It's our fortress. We're we're here to protect our home. I think we're going to do a great job. We've got excellent players. The guys are going to be fired up getting a win against Atlanta. Um, I really, really like the confidence that Caleb is bringing in with this team. I, I, I think the mentality that they have this year is completely different than it was last year. No, I agree. And it's also attack-minded rather than meaningless possession-minded. Yeah. Um, well, let's do goal scores to see. I'll let you go first this time because I've got some goal scores in mind. All right, um, if we're doing goal scorers, I will go with Iguain. He is the current roster goal leader for the crew against the Revs. I think he has seven all-time. Um, so I'm going to say Iguain gets a goal. Um, write this down. Pedro Santos, two weeks in a row. Yes. Is he getting a brace or just one? He's just getting one. And then okay. you got to get Jossie a goal because, I mean, he's our striker. Should be getting goals every game, so... Pipa, Jossie, and Pedro. That's close to what I have. I definitely have Sanch scoring another goal, and I have Giazzi scoring another goal, and I'm putting Robinho on the board because nice, he was nice. so close to this game, so he's he going to get a goal too. I think Robinho does assist. All three goals? He'll get a hat trick of assists. Yes, I love <laughs> it. Extra time. Well, it's come to the end where we will just talk about other MLS teams, world soccer if applicable, you know, and those types of things. Um, I did want to actually tick off the games. There's only two games today because in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of Sunday games, so it's make it, made it harder to talk about the games. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some games worth talking about today. Um, let's just go in order. No particular order. Um, but there was that game that uh, FC Cincinnati played Philadelphia Union. Um, not starting out with that any particular order, but uh, Philly beat them 2 nothing. So Great job, Union. I mean... Let's let's put it up for the union. Yeah, let's These give guys, them some applause. Why not? You did it, guys. Let's go. That's right. You did it. 
And we'll just not remind you that the union beat us three nothing. <laughs> no, but hey. So uh since he lost to the union, we lost to the union. Um they drew Atlanta, drew Atlanta, which was viewed by the league as excellent, we and we beat, beat Atlanta. Atlanta. And now the league is just trying to come up with excuses why the ref didn't call the match and have it postponed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll the, be honest. Part of me wondered when, when I saw the pitch, I was like, oh, man, are they going to let them play? But hey, whatever. Yeah. But That's anyway, awesome. I, um, other, I know, right? Um, other MLS what I got games. to say to that. <laughs> yes, I only have three sound effects. Don't worry. I'll have more next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're a work in progress here. But um, other MLS games on Friday, uh, you had Toronto against NYCFC. Um, I watched that game. Toronto is, they look so, so good. So did they look good or did New York City look really bad? A little bit of both, honestly. Um, but but Toronto, the way that they were playing, the attack, uh, their new guy, Pozuelo, uh, he just came. He's a Spaniard striker, or no, he's a midfielder, I think. Um, either way, um, he came in. He blew me away. Like he, uh, Juvenko left. They had an opening, and he's filling that spot perfectly. Just from his debut, um, he had two goals, uh, a Panika penalty, and then he had a chip over Sean Johnson. It was it was amazing. Um, I did note that Altidore scored. So yeah, and we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I hate giving TFC credit, but man. Uh, I think they're going to be one of the top three Eastern teams this year. Yeah, too bad. I really was really enjoying last year. I was enjoying their horrific play. Yeah, that made and me very. I thought happy. that they were going to be bad this year too. Yeah. Um, leading into the season, like preseason and all their signings and whatever, but turns out they're going to be pretty good. I, I I think. And then um, first game on Saturday we had Chicago Revs or not Chicago Revs, Chicago Fire against um New York Red Bulls. Um, Chicago won that game one to zero. Essentially, Bridgeview versus New Jersey. Correct. And what was really sad about that game was nobody actually scored. It was a Tim Parker own goal, which yeah. is sad because Tim Parker is actually a pretty good player. I think he's pretty amazing. But yeah, yeah, that was a weird result. I know. Um, it, it was a. I don't know. I watched that game also, but it was boring to be honest. Um, it was the Fire's first win, and it was the um, Red Bull's second loss of the season. So, I mean, they're both below the playoff line right now. Um, I am surprised that New York is playing so poorly this year. Um, they're only four games in, but still, they were great last year. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Red Bulls in Atlanta, but MLS Curse is alive and real. Um, we already touched a little bit New England and the Loons. Um, yeah, and Finley got his first start, so I was pretty did. excited. 75 minutes to play. I was pretty excited for him. <laughs> Didn't score, though, so... Not yet. Oh. Give them time. Give them time. Anyway, uh, New England got the win with that game. Uh, their first win of the season. They won that game 2-1. to one. Um, Later on in the day, we had Sporting Kansas City thrashed Montreal Impact. Um, and who on this pod podcast predicted SKC to win the cup? <laughs> Yikes. Didn't pick the crew. 7-1. Uh, um, what a shellacking. 7-1. Um, I watched this game. It was, it was brutal. Here's the best part about that scoreline. No red cards, no penalties. Mm -hmm. seven, seven run of play amazing goals. goals. Seven. Um, Montreal was without Ignacio Piatti. Um, he is their playmaker. Um, obviously, he's their best player. I don't know if him being on the team would have helped them at all because the whole back line, 
their goalie was out of position a lot. It was just bad. Um, I'm actually going to Montreal for the game in a couple of weeks, so hopefully the crew can do that. Um, if we can get seven road goals against Montreal, that would be great. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. And I can't wait to see the Minnesota. That's my goal in, in May is to go to Minnesota and see that beautiful new stadium. Yeah, and then um, Western Conference, uh, we had a matchup in California, uh, San Jose oh, against... Pietti. That's why I thought I thought when I watched the game I thought Piatti did play that but there's a Piatti. Oh yeah, Piatti was out. So that's why I got really confused. I'm like, wait a minute, there was a guy with a man bun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Piatti has like a, a little. He's starting it. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, he didn't play yesterday. He wasn't even on. Those the bench. names are too close for old men like <laughs> me to read. But anyways, moving. But yeah, uh, San Jose against LAFC. Uh, San Jose is, I think they're the worst team this year. I think they, they're they have be, zero points. They're going to get relegated. They're so. going to be the the bottom of the bottom. Um, they haven't won a single game this year. The only team not drawn a game either. The only team with zero points in MLS. Yeah, like I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, they have a great coach. I thought he was going to be good coming in. Uh, he had a great run in Mexico. Uh, he he was great in Argentina, but they lost yesterday zero to five. Um, Carlos Vela with a hat trick. I think he's going to be league MVP and Golden Boot, um, Golden Boot winner for the league. Uh, he he's been great week after week so far. Really impressed me. Um, I hate saying it because I don't really like LAFC, but whatever. Third. Yeah, the Whale Ferals. Yeah. And then um, Cincinnati lost. Won't go into that because it's Cincinnati. Um, yeah, it's what we've come to expect. So uh, yesterday. We had three Western Conference matchups after the crew game, or I guess during the crew game since we were delayed. But um, I didn't watch any of these, so I'll just run through the scores. Um, Colorado Rapids lost to Houston Dynamo. And unlike Pipa, Kai scored his penalty. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but Colorado lost that game 1-4 to four at home. Uh, then you had RSL at home against Dallas. Um, Dallas won that game 4-2. to two. RSL got their fourth red card of the season. Oh, did they uh, really? Yeah. Krylak, I don't understand why in the modern game players still make that head movement towards yeah, the other players. That's a red card 100% of the time. And then uh, last game of the night uh, yesterday or last night was Vancouver Whitecaps against Seattle Sounders. We had Goose Egg against Goose Egg. What a snooze Nothing fest. going on in that game. Um, so tonight Seattle still Sounders still are undefeated, though, this season. Oh, so That's because they've got note. the American Messi, Jordan Morris. <laughs> Jeez. And there's two games tonight. We've got Orlando versus D.C. starting up here pretty soon. Go Orlando. That's right. Keep D.C. away from us. Or maybe a 0-0 draw would be nice, too. I, I want to see goals, though. That's true. But that differential, I'm actually kind of sad. Orlando's not going to make playoffs anyway because don't they don't know how to get there. I don't know if I'll get grief for this, but I um, I have a business trip in April to D.C. And I forgot to look. I was like, oh, maybe they have a midweek game. And sure enough, they're playing at their stadium on that Tuesday night. They're playing Montreal. Oh, yeah. But it's a day early, and I already booked my flights in a hotel. I'm like, oh, it's oh, too late. Geez. It would have been really fun to see as, as a neutral go to that game. Um, yeah, I then, think it would be fun to go to a neutral yeah. MLS game, maybe. The question is, would you wear your crew game to uh, your crew gear to a neutral? Or would nah. you wear Euro stuff? If I went to a neutral game, I would just wear, like, casual clothes like yeah. just nothing like do you own any casual clothes though well you do have that one <laughs> I have a select uh, pair of t-shirts that are not crew <laughs> i say you do have that jean uh, button down um and then uh, la galaxy the lamson galaxy um they're playing the timbers tonight as well timbers are bad also this year looking looking ahead at our schedule our next game is against the revs 
They're poor. Hands down should win. Uh, then we're at Montreal the next week. Montreal is poor. Then we're back home. Hands down win. Against Portland. Again, they're a poor team this year. Just don't get arrested in our, Canada because then we'll never see you again. <laughs> right. Our next three games, honestly, I, I'm expecting nine out of nine points just because I know that our guys are better than these teams. Um, I, I hope Caleb can fire us up week after week. Yes. You know, we're going to take it slow this week. We're definitely putting all the focus on the revs. How do we beat them? What do we need to do? But from the next three games, we're the better team on paper. Yeah. I think our next big test is uh, the following game after Portland when DC comes to Columbus on a Wednesday. Thanks MLS. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I think these next couple games, we should get a lot of points and have a, a comfortable cushioning up at the top of the table so i'm really excited yeah and it'll be good and if we can keep everybody healthy um both no injuries and and no sickness and no food poisoning yeah should be pretty good we should note and that the usa did have a match another friendly i hate friendlies i know i covered that last week but uh tied chile 1-1 was that a palatable result for you or not really i mean anytime chile doesn't win is good for me um Pulisic has had a good goal. He did, um, and had a potential injury, which great, is even more stressful. Great assist from our guy, Jossie. Um, he had a great first touch and then put it right in the path of Pulisic, who was able to finish. Um, I, I I was happy with the result, I guess. I don't really care too much about U.S. men's national team. Right. And then from a neutral perspective, too, I really like watching Areola, and I, I think he's good on D.C., but I think the position yeah. that Greg plays him in, um, as like kind of bombing up the wings, kind of like what Finley did, and I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. But then there was, I feel like one of the games he kind of played like the holding midfielder spot. Or maybe I'm just misreading remember. that, but that was kind of odd. I thought so. I, I like him bombing up and down the wings. But yeah, but um, anyway, I, I guess that's a good result for the Yanks. Yeah, um, still undefeated under Greg Berhalter. True. Yep. Um, and this then is Cal- uh, this is a uh, Greg's world, Caleb's league. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's Greg's country, Caleb's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we just have a moment of silence for Huddersfeld. Um, got relegated. That was Dakota's <laughs> Premier League team. No, I, I did not claim them. I, I <laughs> claimed them like two years ago as a joke because they got promoted and it was just funny. But It was fun at the time, but then we EPL had that announcement team. in October and then that just yeah. blew everything out of the water. But yeah. For the record, I do not have an EPL team. I just watch for fun. The only Euro team I care about is Barcelona. So you're Who a South won? American snob. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll uh, own up to it. Yeah, so Bundesliga is the league that I like the most. Um, I can't stand Bayern Munich because they are like the Cowboys and the Yankees and the Lakers that just buy up everybody, all the expensive players. Because the reason I love the Bundesliga so much is they give young players talent. Mm-hmm. So now um, they, they actually play Americans. There's like f- at least four good Americans playing. Um, in Bundesliga now. I'm excited and then, for next week. Der Klassiker. Yes, that's what I was leading up to. But it also, a lot of young English talent is going to the Bundesliga too because they'll actually get an opportunity to play. But it stinks when you've got one team that's spending a zillion bajillion dollars and they win every year. But anyways, currently Dortmund is two points ahead. Mm-hmm. And if they can beat Bayern, whoever wins this game, I think will win the league. So Or um, draw. I mean, even a draw would be nice. A draw would be true because we'd still be up two points. But, man, thinking back to, like, the end of last year when Dortmund was up, I think, nine points. on yeah. It was either seven or nine points on, on Bayern, and then they blew it. So kind of sad about that. But, but anywho, that will end this Conversation 21, a podcast for Columbus. Um, we will bring to you our road exploits. Um, but next week we'll talk about 
my least favorite team on the planet, the Revs. Um, so hopefully the crew, uh, what am I talking about? Hopefully the crew will win another game. And FCC will either tie or lose another game. So they'll stay below on the table. Um, so that ends this this conversation. I've been Todd Fickmerd at Toddick33. And I'm with Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. And don't forget to use the hashtag AskP4C. And we'll see you next week. Vamos, Columbus. <laughs>